Hey, welcome back to Tunes Tunes Podcast. I'm your host, Harold. As always, you can follow us on social media. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast, T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. All right, we got Jeff back in the studio, back in the stew. What up? This is the, my first episode, actually, in a long time. I meant to tell you that. You've been pre-recording your stuff, which yeah. is smart. Yeah. I wish I did that. I'm not that smart. <laughs> <laughs> I usually, I try to, like, st- have some banked up. I just haven't done any episodes in a while. But that's all right. I've been doing, I was trying to work on the side a little bit more. Uh, Tunes.co. Check holler, it out. Holler at the web. Check it out. <laughs> Great, fantastic interviews with creators of all the shows and content that we probably ingested as a child. Dude, that's been a trip for sure. Uh, getting to talk to some of the folks. But but yeah, man, uh, thanks for taking some time. You know, we're doing the uh, Mondo Mondays on uh, Monday nights here at Pony Boy, 6 to 8. Um, Shout this out week, Pony Boy OKC. Yeah. This week, we just happened to be showing Endless Waltz. Got the wing Endless Waltz, baby. So let's talk about that, man. Uh Let's talk about like the first time seeing this because this is like some twenty two years old now or something in the yeah it's um twenty four I don't know it's almost twenty five because it came out yeah, ninety eight yeah yeah and like the thing is I didn't watch it originally ninety eight because I didn't watch it until it had to be at least two thousand somewhere between two thousand two thousand two because I remember I was living in North Carolina and the way our house was set up like. Our garage, my parents put a TV out there because my dad would often work on his car and stuff like that. But my dad was out of town that weekend. And it was like, I think, 6.30 or 7 at night, and I knew it was coming on. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go watch this in the garage. So I like, open up the garage door, <laughs> turn the light on or whatever, pop the soda out of the fridge, and watched it on a like workbench and just watched Endless <laughs> Walls for like an hour on TV and like, had no clue what was happening. Yeah, no the context. Way. Yeah, because like the Gundam Wing we would watch is like, you know, you catch an episode here and there after school, but it was hard back then to watch it consistently if you didn't have a set schedule. And I never had one. And so I remember just watching that movie like, Yo, this is tight. This is actually tight. Have no <laughs> idea the concepts, no idea what I'm actually taking in as a child. And so first time in over 20 years actually watching that movie, I'm like, man, it still hits. It, the animation up. looks good still, right? It, I love that art style. I love it, and it ages well. Like, you could take that, up-res it somehow, and it's still going to look really good. And I like it better than other ones because there's just those hard lines and the, the real contrast between it with characters. Where, like, a lot of stuff nowadays is a little too soft sometimes and like, the faces and details where it's, like, it looks like I'm watching something that's 2D, even though I know it is 2D. Whereas, like, the way they design their characters and, and the artwork, it – it's almost like a 2.5D at times where, like, I can see the depth in the character models and whatnot. But I know it is a flat image I'm looking at. Yeah, they didn't do, you know, they didn't fall into doing anything too kitschy for, like, the design style or, like, the art style. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Character design's always been stupid on this. Like, uh, but, yeah, they're definitely the colorways are insane on I this. Know. They, they, they did the whole color swaps with all the suits. Um, I mean, drastic, like, freaking heavy arms is completely different than like like a teal and like yeah, light bluish that, 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 yeah yeah like real muted colors that shit looks hard though for sure yeah i'm i'm like thoroughly excited because the movie is way better than the the anime in my opinion <laughs> and just like you watch it you're like god they put so much money into this this, this, this shit is fire the, as far as yeah how it looks for sure i know you said that earlier and i was like man is that a take but then i was like from visual standpoint I mean, it definitely is better. And yeah. then the narrative, I mean, has just always been the 
it's it always be. been yeah, yeah it's always been that that um you know the two factions the Earthsphere alliance all that shit it is definitely directed towards like supposedly teenage boys right but it's we know what it is like it's fine it doesn't <laughs> have to be the most deep show out there we right. have 25 other gundam series over the last 40 years that have that for us you know for sure man um what about you where when do you remember first watching yeah i was gonna say i think it was just um i mean how probably a lot of people my age watched it uh seeing that um upcoming screening that they were gonna do on toonami yeah um i was always super into gundam wing the show and so you know when i saw that they were doing this movie it was like they, they always did like a cool like this uh, movie event and they it was built like the that whole up for block. like weeks yeah and so yeah. you're like this is gonna be tight and so you know just i had like my expectations built up the whole time and like just seeing like that you know zero gundam with the angel wings oh i was like God. holy shit and like they showed it in the trailer to get everybody hooked like right what seeing it like in the context though when it starts fighting i'm like god damn this yeah, is awesome this is so good because like Everybody knows when a Gundam shows up, some shit's about to go down. Right. But, like, when that Gundam shows up, shit is already <laughs> happening and escalating, you know? Um, I, it's it's weird because I remember, like, the promo being built up all that time over, like, the weeks and weeks on Cartoon Network. For, right. Like, oh, Endless Waltz coming soon, coming this day. The blah, promos blah, blah, blah. are always hard as fuck. I mean, it's yeah. Toonami, so, I mean, it's par for the course. They... I mean, they just turned, uh, we just turned, what, 25? Right. Well, a couple weeks ago, so. I know, I was sharing all that shit when they were doing all the. They reposted a bunch of the promos in yeah. HD. That's why I was, like, tripping, like, yeah. damn, this is awesome. So for anybody who's trying to go grab those before they get taken down at some point, which I hope they don't, you got HD copies of them now. Boom. They went to the vault. They did it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess from the, you know, people maybe haven't listened before, you know, this is a good side note to be able to. You know, kind of set you up to talk about your show that you do. Uh, yes. My show is called Operation Gundam History, which we talk all things Gundam, but in particular, the Universal Century. So technically, Gundam Wing does not count, but it has been requested by a lot of people to cover. Right. And I'm like, I'll get to it at some point. I just have no promises. And tonight was the perfect night to talk about Endless Waltz because, like, well, we're watching it. Ask Harold if you want to talk about it, and said, "Yeah." So, thank you for that. <laughs> for sure. But um, yeah, we we're going through the timeline from the beginning, so not in, like chronologically. So, we started off with Gun of the Origin. It wasn't Hulu. I think it moved now. I don't, I don't remember off the top of my head, but a lot of the rights have changed hands. We're in Mobile Suit Gundam. We took a detour to the Eighth MS team. So what we do is we watch a block of episodes. I record and talk about it and give my thoughts. I occasionally have guests and stuff on there as well. Um, most recently, we had my friend Cody Ziegler. He's a comic writer and writes for TV shows and currently, well, is on a season of Rick and Morty that's coming up at some point in the future. Don't know which season. But um, he was one we talked about, Shuttering Mountain Part 1 and 2. And we just kind of analyzed the themes and topics and, of course, talk about the fights and the robots and everything. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, man. You check that out for sure. Spotify everywhere. Spotify, Apple, pretty much anything you can think of, it's on there. I have like most. I look at my analytics for once. It's like three percent other. So I don't know what that other category is, but you people <laughs> out there with Pocket Cast, Overcast, all the right. apps, I appreciate y'all. Y'all, y'all are small but mighty. There are dozens of y'all. There are dozens of you. It's funny you'll find your show on like some podcast app you never even heard of. Right. And you're like, what is this? This is awesome that it has it, but I know I've never even is, heard of that. I know this is off topic, but have you been getting emails about like getting your thing on different platforms? Yeah. At all? I've been getting those recently. I'm like, 
this show doing numbers like that now? Like, <laughs> like yeah, come to our platform. They're like, ooh, this is like a somewhat right-wing network. No, sir. Yeah, I'm, I'm good on that. <laughs> Not me. Social audio. <laughs> Couldn't be me. <laughs> Social audio. Nobody listens to me on Twitch. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. That's like one of those things like, I don't know. I, not not necessarily like knocking the hustle culture or anything, but it's like, like I put my show out and like people know where to get it. So it's yeah. like I don't feel like I need to do like that try hard shit of like I need to make sure I'm putting it on Facebook yeah. to, for people to. I'm like, who does that? Like I I do some stuff on YouTube, but it gets hit with DMCA notices all the time because I have clips from the show and whatever. But it's like I'm not gonna change my show and audience and platform just to get a bag like i want the bag to come to me if right. it comes down to it but you know when you could come down to endless vaults that's it oh, sorry oh I, I i took us on a detour <laughs> i'll bring us back i got i can segue or not Listen, whatever i'm bad about it too i'm gonna be all over the place <laughs> we're two dudes hanging out talking about giant robots and heroes fits and the rest Dude, of the crew's fits this was hard um you don't talk about his fits enough i tweeted that out i know we don't <laughs> we were talking about uh i think i talked to buddies too all the time about how hard the names are yes I mean, marimea kushranada right like what in the world zex, zex. marquise <laughs> zex marquise like dude that's hard if you're telling me zex marquise is a white man with blonde hair <laughs> i'm like yo for real well the voice too he's like We've got to go for peace. Like, dude, the freaking <laughs> sickest voice ever, dude. It's like, man, this guy been smoking menthols for so long. <laughs> I love it. But yeah. also you get um, Kintaro. What's his name? Is that his name? Oh, yeah. What is that With the name? Q. It's like Q-U-O something. Like, yeah. it's a roundabout name. But it's the same <laughs> voice actor as Amro in, in right, we're talking about Gundam. That. Yeah. And it's like, damn, these guys got the hardest fits going on. Like, the 90s stuff, they really knew how to do the clothes. Oh, yeah, they, they went stupid. They it went, went stupid. It went stupid on it. Uh, Plot-wise, I mean, did you find it was, like, pretty... To me, it was, like, a, a real long episode of Wings. Yeah, yeah. It, it That's what it felt like, and I'm glad it did. Be, it, it, but, like I said at the top of the show, it did the show better in the movie. Right. Because they had the time to do everything they needed to to and the build money. it properly. <laughs> and the money to, like, put it out there and be, all right, cool. Here's your 15 minutes of us talking and world building. All right, here's your 15 minutes of action. Cool, here's another 10-minute break. All right, 30 minutes of action now. How you yeah. like that? <laughs> so, It was a good pace. It was, like, not alienating to someone at that age watching it. If you'd been watching the show, yeah, watching this movie is, like, there's nothing that's too out of left field. But, like you're saying, it was definitely difficult. Like, it was an interesting time to watch stuff like this because yeah. it's, like, you can't go back and watch stuff. You can't stream. You can't, like, binge stuff, like... It's just a different time. Like you had to make sure your ass was in the seat at like four o'clock. Yep. That's what homework better be done. Right. We're gonna go for dinner night. No, I gotta watch Gundam Wing. Like, what are y'all thinking? Bring it home. It was like, son, you're eight. Bring it home. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's yeah, it's interesting to think about like the that time the way we consume media was just so different. So to me, it almost makes it feel like it hits different. And to me, that's why some of these shows end up. You know, it's pretty well accepted that. And the wings not very good. Yeah, it's 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 the worst dub for sure. Um, but I, the the story wasn't built to be super like highbrow and like super educational. The same themes in Gundam are still put throughout the show, but it's not like how it, it's built in you know an eighth MS team or even uh, Mobile Suit Gundam for the part that I've gotten to. They definitely made it 
geared for a younger audience and dumbed it down a bit to where it's like the stuff they say is like it's cheesy as hell but that's what we watched back in the day <laughs> the melodrama the melodrama yeah because like somewhat off topic I've, i went back and been playing kingdom hearts the original one doesn't hold up as an adult <laughs> like the, the the it's awful writing wise but you're like i'm here for the characters and i was seven when i played this when you're a kid it was the, the coolest thing ever. exactly and so like it definitely is built for an audience of that age group so i think that doesn't help with the aging aspect as well yeah it's like hard to not look at it you know you have to like look at it objectively when you're going back to look at stuff like this you're like do i like this because it's good or do i like this just because it, to me it's like nostalgic or whatever yeah because that's what it was with wing like i have so much nostalgia for that and i've talked to my friends about like how that setup, like that every uh weekday at like four or whenever it started like that was like what endeared a lot of these shows and like um movies and stuff to us because it was like an event like yeah. i have to be home monday through friday i have to be home at four I've got to watch Toonami when it comes on late at night on yep. Saturday and Yasha and, and all that. And like, a movie like this was going to be like the closer for the block. Right. So like, oh, at 8 p.m. we're going to play Endless Waltz. And so you're like, everybody on the block, hey, come to my house. We're going to watch event. Endless Waltz. Right. Blah, 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 this. Or, yeah, like those times are just such a different time now. You know, like. Yeah, it's, I mean, that thing, I think that's why it hit so much harder. Like what I was saying, like. It may not necessarily be the best, and, like, it's pretty well accepted that this, it isn't the best Gundam. Yeah. But because of, like, that thing of, like, it being an event and people rushing home and, like, you can't binge it. Like, yeah, you have to, you watch it. It's part of your life for a longer amount of time. Yep. It's like things like Stranger Things when it comes out. It's like you watch it all at once, and then it's like. You have your weekend. You talk about it for a week, yeah, but yeah. then after that, it's like, yeah. You know what's crazy is that we've gone back to that with streaming. How shows are just kind of slow dripping us again now. We're right. like, oh, we're going to do one episode every week. Or here's the first two episodes of this show. Cool. For the next 10 plus weeks, you're only getting one episode every Friday. Yeah. And Disney like, Plus doing that Mandalorian. All those shows, like all the Marvel shows, all that stuff. And I think that's why I missed that because like it reminded me of like, oh, my God, I got to be home to watch this at this time, right. point in time. Which I know some people don't like it, but it's like this is what we were raised that's how on. it was, like, yeah. Don't act like you're too good for it now. Right, you did right, it growing right. up. Back when you had to t get your, your, your rabbit ears, put them on the right signal. <laughs> don't you know? switch up now. Right. Sometimes put the foil on top to help with the signal boost. <laughs> we don't know if that's true or not, Grandpa, but we love you anyway. <laughs> oh, man. Those are – yeah, the nostalgia bomb for Wing definitely hits. Oh, yeah. It's a it's definitely a phenomenon for sure. Story-wise, it is a little – this is the one where it's weird because it's, it's not Universal Century, so the good guy, bad guy thing, it exists in organizations – but in reality, it's like there's like a clear good guy in a sense, but the kids are the ones like, oh, was any of this we're doing actually good? Blah 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 that. So it falls kind of back into that trope of what is good, what is wrong. But in the, the day, it's like, oh, war is bad, which I'm like, okay, it gets to it eventually, but it does take a little while to build to that, and like it's not a, it's. It's made clear at the end because they basically say it. They heavy hand it. They heavy hand yeah. it. Yeah. They do kind of walk you there. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is. I mean, it's the whole thing set in after calling 196. Yeah. 195, 196. Because it's like Christmas time or Christmas. And, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just like, I don't think it's very, to me, like the plot's fairly easy to follow, I think. Yeah. 
I'm trying to think of it as like when I was a kid. I'm like, did that was I like understanding what was going on and what they were talking about? Like, right, right, right. I do. Feel I like didn't. It, I know I didn't. Yeah, so I do feel like it. Like at the time, it was like I didn't really care about the political undertone. I mean, going back to watch it, you like realize it. But at the time, I'm like not caring about all that United uh, United. Uh, what is it? The United. Feder- so, something Space, Earth Sphere Alliance Earth Sphere Alliance And then you had the colonies Because like The kids are from the space colonies Which is Somewhat different Than some other series Because like In Mobile Suit Gundam For example Amro was born on Earth Moved to the colonies <laughs> But he's technically Federation Because he's from Earth Right And like he fights for Federation The kids are basically Part of their own group That's just third party Like They're like a private military, essentially, and it's, it's like, like Sicario. Yeah, like I'm just like Benicio del Toro. <laughs> is a private contractor, right? It's like, oh, so they are good? Question mark. Good question mark. That's exactly a great, uh, the perfect way to describe it. Yeah, but uh, it's it's definitely one of the weaker ones when it comes to that because, like I said, it's definitely heavy-handed and just kind of like not built for that audience. Right. Our brains work now. <laughs> it is interesting. So, like, the narrative is pushed through. With the advent of, we find um, Mariamea, um, who comes in, we initially think it's Mariamea Barton. Mm. We then find out it's Mariamea Kushranada. So it was, apparently she's uh, Trace Kushranada's daughter. Yep. Um, so that's like the entire like pushing force of the movie is that she is like trying to take what she thinks is her rightful place as like the ruler of everyone. And then another thing is like they had the. Day, it's not Daycoon because I think it was Daycoon is what they called him, but the original founder of Zeon's name was Zeon Zoom Daikum, and they basically just like changed the letter in his name, and he's like the puppet really doing everything and made him evil, which I found kind of funny. They just kind of recycled that <laughs> bit a little bit, reskinned it, reskinned it, and like it's just they're repeating a bunch of shit they've already done in Gundam <laughs> to make it. Like this. we have this, let's just kind of use that yeah, right yeah. on it. Like, what's the thing we always do? Well, we dropped a colony. <laughs> Fuck it. Do it again. <laughs> that was, I was shook whenever I was watching it. I remember watching it for the first time. Um, I was like, man, like, because it's not very clear at first. Like, is it, are they actually going to do that? Yeah. Um, so it's definitely like building some stakes. You're like, are they going to actually do that? Um, I do think it's cool to see like the collaboration between, um, Zex, yeah, and Noin, and all those guys, and then they're actually working with um, Hiro Yui and all those dudes. Because Zex was originally one of the he was bad guys. Yeah, yeah. Miliardo Peacecraft is who he actually is, so he's yeah. Rolina's brother. But he has that Zex Marquis um, moniker <laughs> to get. Basically, is like his secret identity. I mean, it's the same story as Char. Like, yeah, he's basically the Exa- Char character. It's in exactly this. it. Yeah, his real name is something different, and he's going by a, a new name. Exactly. So, uh, which is like him, reskin that shit. <laughs> <laughs> which that uh, this is like kind of a side note, but it was like uh, we've been watching episodes of Gundam Wing on uh, after school anime, but it kills me because like one of the last episodes we watched, he's in a spacesuit. Mm. So he has like this space helmet, but then he also has his regular helmet. <laughs> so it's like this guy has like three helmets on under this damn. <laughs> I got two, two, three of them. Ain't nobody gotta know, dude. It was and like, he wears a mask too. That's he what. Wears a mask. That's what was cracking me up. Like, is it was like how many freaking things does this guy have in his head? Like, was, he can't breathe in that situation. <laughs> and, like it's already hard enough when you're in a spacesuit. I feel like like in a three different. Come on, man. Um, 
I think we do get some, one of the things that stuck out to me was like the cool thing is you get like a little bit of a background on each character yeah. and their involvement with their Gundam. They give you enough to like understand where they come from and why they're here, but not enough to where it like overtakes the story and you get sidetracked for 10 minutes. It's like here's a quick two, three minute explainer of how this person got here and why. Boom. Back to the action. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. Every because then every every character kind of got their time to shine. Yeah, um, I can't. I think Troas was the most interesting and compelling to me. He got the most screen time. I feel like yeah, because he. I I haven't finished Wing in my recent playthrough because I'm just started the podcast, but I feel like his character was kind of put to the side a bit in the original, and his like the most interesting thing about his background is he was a former like. Circus performer, right? It's like, all right, that's cool. On some Robin shit, yeah. On some Robin, a uh, Robin type beat, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, cause they're all, I know Hero's an actual clone. I'm not sure if all of them are clones or if they're all just like abducted and put in that program. That's the part I keep forgetting on. But that is a thing that does happen later in the actual Gundam series as well, where they're experimenting on kids and clones and whatnot. But another story for another day. Yeah, that's funny too, cause like I think in in a lot of ways, like you forget. That they're kids, I guess. Because they don't act like kids. They right. don't have childlike moments. They're, they're shooting freaking machine guns right. and throwing grenades. Some machine guns. Right. At age 15, <laughs> 16 years old. They are, man. Hero doesn't... I, I feel like Hero was just made and like was already like, all right, where's my Marbos and where's my Bud Light at? You know, like, <laughs> oh, calm down, buddy. You're two months old, man. <laughs> These kids grow up quick. Man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like in the, in the show... It's like the first episode when Relina invites him to his her party. He's like, "I'll kill you!" Right? It's like, bro, you could have just said no. Like, he's he's so extreme <laughs> for no reason, and like he's supposed to be some revered hero, like of that of like with space colonies. It's like this guy's an asshole. Like, <laughs> I don't want to look up to this guy. He really is. Pete, uh, it's funny like how different the personalities are. Yeah, they did his character moment really good though, because mm-hmm. his his was definitely the most impactful. Least amount of screen time, but most impactful because, well, we're we're talking about it. He does his mission, like mission complete, and ends up killing a little girl and her dog that he just met after just chilling, right? Getting ready to like destroy a whole military base. Oh, hey, little girl and your dog. All right, cool. Leave me alone. Oh no, the dog dying was a straw that oh, broke the camel's back for not, him. Not the human. <laughs> just seeing the little puppy laying there and just just laying there lifeless, picking up and walking. With the spotlight on him. I was like, bro, he's holding, like, the flower or whatever he had. Yeah. I can't remember what else it was. She gave him a flower, yeah. A flower I'm in like, the hand. y'all are doing the most We saw the teddy bear that she had in one hand, I want to say, as well. It was burnt up. Which, how did the teddy bear survive that, by the way? Like, <laughs> space teddy bears built different, I guess? Like, <laughs> and then just holding the pup. I'm like, oh, wow. This is how he, all right. He He's a human being now. Cool. Yeah, it was pretty interesting to just kind of see how we they're leading them to that. Because, like you said, ultimately... The whole message, I guess you could say, is war is bad. Yeah. And so it kind of shows, like, his character turn of, like, why does he start having that rationale that's, like, we need to do whatever we need to do to end war so that we cannot need to use the Gundams anymore, which is what the... Initially, we start out, that's what they're trying to do. Well, they had their year of peace. And so, yeah, for those that haven't watched it yet, go watch it. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere, but... You'll find it somewhere. I'm not going to tell you how. Um, they've had a war, in a, a year in two days of peace as of right now. Thanks to, what's her name? Mai, right? Something like that? 
girl with the black hair that was X at the end. Oh, um, Noin. Noin. Noin, Noin, Noin. Which now, Noin, same thing. Anyway. Lucrezia Noin. I like Lucrezia so much Another better. Another freaking the way. cool uh, name. But um, so they had like a year of peace, and then they're right back to doing it. And nobody wants to be part of this except Wu Fang. Wu Fang wanted all the smoke. Like, but and like his message was, like, I get it though. It's we were born and bred to do this. This is all we're supposed to do. Why would we want peace? I will become evil to find out if it's really worth it to have peace. And I'm like, that is some Joker shit right there. <laughs> but I get it because it's pretty like he doesn't pull a punch on it. It's like. This is what we're supposed to do. We have no purpose anymore. What do we need to do now if, if, if peace is the new plan? Like, there surely can't be peace on Earth. There has to be some kind of thing we can go fight. And, like, obviously Gundam does time to real world stuff. And that probably is how some people feel that have been in their own military or other careers for so long where it's like, I've done this for so long. What is next in my life? Like, that's why you get so many people that are depressed. So many people that are just like, turn to substance abuse and whatnot because they don't know what to do with that time and they don't get the proper care and treatment and people around them to support them. Like, Hey, we can help you do something or find something else for you. You know, sorry to get mad deep on it. No, I mean, that's exactly what the heart of it is though. It's like not only like the, what do I do next? It's like the, why am I even doing what I'm doing currently? So like, you know, they're, they're struggling with a lot of those things and trying to figure out like their purpose and like what the ultimate goal that they should try to get to is by the way 16 years old <laughs> they're having yeah. these conversations so oh man these kids grow up fast so damn fast <laughs> but, but yeah it's just funny to see not funny but like you see them expressing themselves in the way that is fitting to their character i feel like because buffet is just like whatever i need to do to keep keep this going keep fighting i'm gonna do it right troa you see troa kind of seems like he turns heel but it was ultimately that he was just trying to use his like place there to try to take over, yeah, and shut down them their access to be able to. He's bring kind down of the, the con artist of the group, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, hero being somewhat low key, which I respect him, like because he he does have a lot of growth from the original series to that event, and then like, all right, y'all, I don't want to do this no more, <laughs> and then like, especially when I know we're jumping around a lot, but when when the winged zero comes out. And it's like, oh, this is our last battle. Like, obviously just putting it out there, but it's like, I think that was more of a, he didn't want to fight anymore. He was over it. And the Wing Zero was just the way that he expressed that. Um, I don't know if they have, like, the Psycho Frame type stuff like they did other series, but, like, some of those Gundams are piloted by the emotions of the pilot. And so that's a thing that happens in other series. So I feel like that was... The play there, I could be completely wrong. Somebody will correct me. Somebody I think you're right, me. though. I think because I, I couldn't, whenever that first happened, you know, when we get wing and it's coming down to earth, he goes to the bottom of the ocean because, like, he's like, what are we going to do? Yeah. And because he's, like, in that state of despair, it just kind of just shuts, shuts off, shuts down. They sink to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. And then when that mindset's changing, like, when he's actually thinking about what he should be doing, it's like the system kicks back on and they fly out so i just thought it was interesting i mean it was like they talk about some of these uh suits being hard to pilot i mean they talked about uh Talgi specifically with mm-hmm. zex he had a hard time piloting it origin or initially in the series um which we see him piloting um Talgis in this one 
With relative ease. Yeah, with relative ease. Yeah. Um, the redesign's interesting on the tall geese specifically, too. I thought that the it's, tall geese in, in wing was a lot cooler, but... It, it looks a lot different yeah, like, compared like to the blue, wing. It has, like, the blue, um, high, uh, like, accent colors and stuff in... Yeah, in like, the in the show, he has like that freaking red mohawk. Yeah, because like in the show, I remember it being more prominent that this was the big bad. Yeah, and I guess since he's not the big bad anymore, that's why they might have downgraded his suit because he doesn't have to have like the red showy thing. Yeah, it was interesting um, for sure. But yeah, it, it's 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 pretty nuts that the little things they did to change to bring it into to the show and how they kind of weave some of the themes in, even though like said earlier it's heavy-handed yeah. <laughs> it's spoon-fed to us <laughs> like hey this is our last battle it's like all right we get it this is the last gun to wing part that we're ever gonna get cool thanks that's it just i mean ultimately we see you know talking through more of the plot um obviously mario may doesn't end up getting to rule the guys save the day all that good stuff um but as far as like um i did want to talk to you specifically about like characters that stood out to you who was mm. like your person that you had the most you thought maybe had the most compelling story in this or that you were following the most the closest i feel like the one the one who was probably the biggest difference would have been uh zex for sure just because he was bad and now he's like fighting for good to like actually get peace even though he was like yeah i kind of don't want it but gotta do yeah. what you gotta do and then they <laughs> Purposely throw it out, but like they were purposely not killing those other suits, those um, serpent, whatever they're called. Uh, they're the serpent models, which yeah, I, I think are sick, by the way. Those are those ones are they were sick. hard, yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that, and then um, I'd say because they set it up that way and just threw it out there. Um, I always just said his name, Troa. Troa. Troa probably had, like, one of the bigger ones. Yeah. Because um, Troa wasn't really, like, nobody was really, like, a leader type outside of Hero for the most part. And then when Hero was removed, which I like how they gave him his own little bit, his own thing, him fighting uh, Wufei and everything, to then, like, you see Troa come in and start working and, and doing the right thing. You have... Uh, the guy is Amro. I forget. I can't say. I can see his name. I can't pronounce it without. <laughs> Which one is it? The blonde haired guy. Oh, Katra. Katra. Yeah, Katra. Him like guiding everybody, telling him, "All right, I'm gonna go do this by myself." Y'all do like, wait, no. I was like, no, no, no. I got this. Yeah. Like, I think everybody had like their cool little character moment and development moment. So it's kind of hard to pick out one particular person. But if I had to pick one, I probably would just be Zex still, just because he had the complete 180 from being a terrible person to. I'll fight for the side of good for yeah. this time around. And it's like he became, he kind of shed that that moniker. Like mm. he doesn't not even wear the helmet or anything anymore. So yeah. he's like talking. But, it's turned completely around. And he fell in love. Yeah. <laughs> Annoying. <laughs> oh, man. I, um, Catra was one that, you know, in the show, I always thought he was such a bitch, man. Like, reminds me of Shinji. Reminds me of Shinji in the Neon Genesis, but. But in this, for the purposes of this, he's like the driving force that gets them. Like he's the reason they get their Gundams back. Yeah, yeah. So he was. He had a pretty compelling, um, just narrative. I mean, sh seeing him, um, he came up with the plan to intercept. He has that moment where he 
might not make it onto the call, you know, and he like doesn't almost make it, and you're like, okay, he's not gonna die here. The man did more science in 30 seconds of like, yeah, that's what you said. Than he did <laughs> anybody else in the entire show. Was he like, was like Donald right, Glover and uh, and Martian. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that was just cool. Like, I uh, I really liked the the way that they kind of used him as like a because that's so into his character. I mm. think he's the at at his core the biggest pacifist of any of them. I think, but. Yeah. He's not in a not in a weak way, you know what I mean. He's willing to fight and will fight, but he's just like not trying to he's, kill people senselessly. Yeah, he's reluctant to do it. Yeah, and like they uh, they pointed out earlier, like yeah, if we were fighting to kill, we would have been finished by now. It's like you guys aren't killing machines. Like y'all, yeah, y'all machines are built for this, <laughs> and so I, I like that moment as well. I do yeah. like that 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 um that's kind of the crescendo of the plot is whenever they come together. Um, there to try to get um, Marimea, and she's in her like fortress, and that kills me. That you know they're doing that, like um, they're attacking, trying not to kill people, and then when Hero shows up, he just fucking blasts like, <laughs> with that cannon, <laughs> and then I started blasting. <laughs> so I just started blasting. Yeah. yeah, dude, it killed me. Like everybody like pauses and just yeah. like. I was like, oh, oh, we're doing this. We're <laughs> that doing this. rail gun that he has. Yes. It, it, it kind of reminded me of, like, in the earlier, uh, in the beginning of the series when he's kind of ruthless. Like, because you think, oh, he's going to kill everybody. But he ended up not. Because, like, like, they even said, oh, the Wing Zero, okay, it was programmed to, like, hit within a hundredth of whatever, you know, his last target. If it hits us in the same spot again, we're surely going to die. And he adjusted the gun before the last shot. Did not kill everybody. I didn't even notice that. that was funny. Yeah, a little subtle thing, little subtle thing that I caught. Um, and then also you had a, another thing. I'm not I'm jumping ahead, but the good guys did not kill at all. Because even at the end, when date when Daekun got shot, it wasn't any of our uh, oh, protagonists. that's right. It was one of the soldiers. Yep, that's one of the that's like a trope in like all like superhero slash you know, good guy, bad guy thing is you never have the hero actually do the killing. I thought that was kind of a nice touch. Like, they did enough killing gun and wing. Let's be real. They ended up, I mean, the way that they rallied, it was like they ended up being the symbol for the people. Because mm-hmm. you see in two different instances, like, when Wu Fei is there with, like, the uh, the enemy um, suits, and but the people are around him. Mm-hmm. He's almost standing like, watch. And the actual people on the ground are like, get out of here. Like, they're sending up for themselves. Yeah. And then in that case, um, that soldier ends up being the one that shoots the bad guy. And so it's like they were almost, like, empowered by, like, this symbol of peace that was, like, those the freaking big-ass <laughs> robots that were killing people. Like, not killing people, but, like, destroying everything. Like, yeah. And, I mean, that's the biggest contrast for most of the Gundams is, like, the Gundam is typically like, oh, look at this cool machine with all the cool shit blowing things up, but also look at the death and destruction it causes. They didn't really cause that much death. Hardly any destruction when you think about it. Like, the real thing they destroyed was probably just that base and just yeah. some kneecaps on some of the serpent types. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, there was that freaking spaceship that Nolan was flying that they had the 10,000 oh, yes. rockets. I was like, holy Special shit. Delivery. Dude, I forgot about that. It was funny with those dudes in the front. Like they had never seen the movie before, you could tell. And she pulled up and dropped off like, oh shit. Yeah. And I was like, ah yes. I was feeding off of their energy for sure. I loved it. Oh man. (laughs) But like that might have been the one moment where people probably died, but even then it's like 
Maybe they didn't. Maybe they just, you know, engines busted, you know? <laughs> I'm checking to see the name because my friend texted it to me while we were watching. For the it name of what? Serpent Customs is what they're called. Oh, the suits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I keep, they're like, Gov Customs, Serpent Customs, whatever customs. Forgive me, nerds. I'm going to listen to this later and be mad. Punch in the air right now. Yeah. Go ahead and go. <laughs> Step one, stand up and put your keyboard down. Step two, Ooh. walk outside. Step three, touch grass. That's right. Good to go. I'll see you in 15 minutes. And still at that point, yeah. Still at that point, if you want to catch hands. <laughs> Shout out Will Smith. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we don't have to talk about it. Nah, that's funny. To, but I'm with it. He definitely put out an Instagram post while we were uh, watching the movie. Saying oh, he shit. Would, he yeah, did? apologizing, though. But wow. That's that. That's funny. That was wild. Hey, man, don't talk about another man's wife, especially when they have health issues. I guess not. Yep. <laughs> Run up, get done up. And it was like, hey. Bet. How many million people watched it? <laughs> so. That's a, a lot of people to watch you get bitch slapped. Right. That's a bummer. <laughs> I like that people aren't really shitting on Chris Rock for that, though, because it's like. I I feel like you can shit on them, but they're not. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, they're not really giving him a hard time about it. Like, about the slap. People were pretty pissed about what he said, but. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> That no, shit was crazy. That slide sure. reminded me of Bright Noah doing the Lord's work on Amra, though. <laughs> like, Bright might have the best right hand in all of anime. Like That he, cross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, as far as, like, holding up, man, um, you know, to close out, I just want to talk about that. I, I do feel like it holds up pretty well. Like, you, I could watch it now, and not only is it, just as good, but I actually understand more because when I was a kid, I wasn't really getting all like the undertone and everything. Yeah, I, I feel like as an adult, especially with Gundam in particular, like watching it with a you know worldview and functioning brain, you know, you get a lot more out of it. Um, because as much as I like the the fights and seeing the scenes of like the suits doing the suit things, I enjoy the dialogue and conversations. Um, there weren't as many in this one just because Gundam Wing is, you know, like we said, kind of not the best for those. But you still have those meaningful moments where they were having good conversation, good talking and whatnot. Um, they they did a good job of building a world and, like, centralizing the conflict without it having to expand, like, the whole entire 54 episodes of Gundam Wing. Right. So I give them that credit. And so I, I can recommend it to anybody who's, like, wants to watch Gundam Wing and was like, yeah, watch it. Just watch the yeah. Just watch it. You're good. Sure. You're good. Well, you get a lot of good background. That's why I think it holds up. Um, to me, it definitely holds up because you get a lot of good background on each character. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get to figure out a lot of their motivation, why they're doing what they're doing. Um, you get enough of like the um, after colony stuff, like that whole narrative with the Earth Sphere Alliance and why the the bad guys are doing what they're doing. And to be fair, the after colony stuff is a weird storyline. Yeah. Like, it is a pretty weird storyline. This is pretty uh, um, accessible to me. Yeah. Like, it feels like you could watch this. You don't have to know a ton of stuff. Like, you can actually just watch this and have it be pretty self-contained, honestly. Yeah. It's one of the things where if you know more about it, you get some extra, like, Easter eggs in there. But if you don't, That's you can right. watch it and just enjoy it. You don't miss anything. Yeah. If, yeah. You, don't, if you don't know, like, what's going on already. You can... I'll be willing to say you could just turn your brain off too and just watch it be like, oh, shit. Yeah. Nice. There's okay. just like cool action and everything. Yeah. But yeah, man. You got any closing thoughts or anything you wanted to bring up that we hadn't talked about? Um, Not really. Like, 
I I'm just surprised that I haven't watched this in twenty plus years and it, it's still like hit those right feels, yeah. you know. Um I think that this series deserves like a remake somehow and like just just for context wise and like building the story a little bit better. But Endless Waltz is a classic that should never be touched. I agree. Big agree. Yeah. Two yeah, thumbs I mean, up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was like a like the the vibe of like us actually watching it too. I think it was a little bit different. Like you can watch it at home and like it's still good and everything, but like watching it up here and like people's reactions. Yeah, and, like, you know it's pretty melodramatic at some points, and just hearing people die and laughing at the melodrama. I, I miss that. Like it was good. Like even going to a movie theater and watching a movie, like you get those moments. But with the pretty intimate setting that we have here, it's like. Dang, we can just hang out and like be ourselves and like, oh shit, yeah. yo, that happened, <laughs> or just laughing. They said something stupid like, "I'm going to be the god of death." Oh my god! <laughs> and it had to be the American of all of them. To the say, American from Texas. Come on, bro. We're not all about death. Uh, what did he say? Um, I've been lost since the day I was born. <laughs> that that's the line. I think I was telling you is like iconic with me and my buddies. Like we watched it. We watched Endless Waltz. Uh, for the 20-year anniversary, 2018, we watched it in the big room here at uh, Tower Theater. Oh, God. And That's... when that part played, like, we died. Like, the entire theater died laughing. And I'm like, God, this is so dramatic. Because the f- for those watching, listening at home, it's Hero laying down in the field <laughs> with this little girl with an umbrella and her puppy with her stuffed animal under her arm saying, Oh, are you lost, mister? <laughs> I've been lost my whole life. Like, Bro, what like? <laughs> That's what's funny is about that part. He like she says, "Oh," and then she like started talking about her dog. Right. It's like she's like, "That's crazy." Check out my pup though. That's something you would say in, like a dive bar. <laughs> Someone come up to you like, "Are you lost? So you're not from this part of town?" Not a seven year old girl asking you like, "What's going on, man?" Like, oh uh, man. Any closing thoughts from Sir Harold? No, nah, I mean just that you know just that that. It was it was added to it a little bit different that we watched it here, like in this setting. Um, it was just really cool to see people that had never seen it before see yeah. it for the first time. To me, that's almost even more fun than watching the thing that I like. True, just watching true. someone else watch the thing I like for the first time and like getting their reactions and stuff. So that was it hit a little bit different for me. Felt like the two thousands all over again, you know. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeff, well, you talked about it earlier, man. Tell, uh, tell people again where they could find your show and everything. Keep up with you. Operation Gundam History, bi-weekly podcast, releases on Saturday mornings when you get that bowl of cereal and you pour that milk, hit that play button, I got you. Uh, Spotify, Apple, uh, YouTube as well. YouTube's a delay just because it takes a little while for the exports, and I'm kind of lazy, not going to front. Um, Discord, that's you'll see it in my show link later. I think this is going up on both our feeds, so we should be good to go. For sure. And then um, also Twitter, Gundam underscore history. Somehow that name was available. That's I awesome. snagged it. <laughs> hit that follow button. I don't tweet too much from it because it is a brand account. I want to ruin and tarnish the brand. But I post a show, some memes, and I retweet some cool stuff. So for sure. Uh well, as always, guys, you can follow us social media, Tunes Tunes Podcast, T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you can listen to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Um, haven't had a chance to plug this, but um Mondo Mondays. On we're Mondays. part of that. We're a part of that block on uh, Monday nights here at Pony Boy. Um, yeah, six to eight is after school anime. It's my block that I host and curate. Um, you know everything from movies, OVAs like what we watched Gundam Wing. Um, we watch random blocks, um, a la Toonami, basically. 
Um, so we're watching different kind of stuff, man. Not just like the super accessible stuff. We're throwing in different things. Steins Gate. We're watching Bubba 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 that's coming a, up. That's going to be a good one. Which is a deep cut, and I love that yeah, one. Yeah, dude. We got some cool stuff coming for sure. So, <laughs> um, Yeah, Monday night, 6 to 8 here at Pony Boy. So check that out whenever you can. So. But, yeah, thanks again, Jeff. Thank you.